learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome to season three of She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Our guest for today is Cheryl Sutherland. Cheryl Sutherland is a transition coach, speaker, and entrepreneur, guided to help others in becoming their favorite version of themselves. By focusing on distilling a person's passion, she is able to help them reconnect and extract their own personal power. She is the founder of Please Notes, a for-profit company of affirmation-filled products. Creative Shell felt restless and underwhelmed at her nine to five. After spending over 1400 hours in learning and facilitating personal development, coaching and reigniting her inner creativity, Shell created a company that inspired women to step into their own power by building confidence, clarity, and creativity. In 2016, Cheryl started her company with one item, the Please Notes Sticky Note, and fully launched the brand with a successful Kickstarter campaign. Since then, Please Notes has expanded to include a suite of products that cater to customers worldwide, including Spain, UK, Canada, Latin America, and Asia. Each purchase contributes 10% of the profits to support women empowerment initiatives in her local community. Please Notes has been endorsed by renowned change makers, Les Brown and Monique Coleman, with the words, this is a gift, this is special and extraordinary and deserves to be shared with the world. As a women's empowerment expert and entrepreneur, Cheryl Sutherland and Please Notes have been featured in InStyle, Huffington Post, Forbes, Fast Company, American Express Open Forum, Thrive Global, Grid & Co., Travel Noor, and on podcasts such as The Creative Empire, I Love Success, No Pillar with Phil Palin, and more. Cheryl resides between Los Angeles and Toronto, Ontario. Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Cheryl Sutherland. Okay, so Cheryl, I read your bio and I love your passion to help women extract their personal power by building confidence, clarity, and creativity. So kudos to you for that. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. So Cheryl, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to be a guest on She Leads Podcast. Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. Well, again, it's a blessing to be here and I'm really excited to share with the audience and just have a really fun time. Awesome. So now let's talk about leadership. Leadership. Yes. (laughs) So I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize it or not. Would you agree, Cheryl? I believe so. And I think that no matter what, you're going somewhere. So you're either leading or you're following somebody that's leading 
So you're leading yourself towards following. So yeah. <laughs> No, I totally agree, right? Because our leadership, it starts with us, you know? So whether or not we have followers, we do. Like you said, have to lead ourselves. So in essence, we are leading one way or another, whether we realize it or not. So I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I feel like it's what kind of leader are you? Are you a leader that wants to be in front? Are you a leader that's choosing to lead in a supportive role, right? Yes. So can you tell us when you realized you were a leader and what or who helped you to come to this realization? I feel like I realized I was a leader when I really got tired of building stuff for other people. You know, like there was no more fun in me being there, helping somebody achieve the goals that they really wanted. Okay. Yes. I definitely understand and can relate to that. It do, you know, with people that do work nine to fives or decide to go out on their own, I think it does start with a frustration of if I could do this for you, why can't I do it for me? Yeah. Okay. So in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Cheryl, can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why? Ooh, my code of leadership. Ooh, I think I want some more context with that question. Like, what do you mean code of leadership? Give me some examples. So just basically like, what do you stand for? What is your leadership like backbone, the epitome of leadership for you? Mm, I hear you. My leadership, I feel, is authenticity. And it's choosing to be 100% yourself as often as you can in as many situations as you can. Because again, sometimes that can be kind of difficult. But noticing when you're not being yourself, noticing when you're choosing to shrink and choosing to do the opposite. Okay. I like that. And I like your word as far as choosing to shrink, because I can say in certain situations where you may feel intimidated or, you know, overpowered, we do, or people can fall into a shell, you know, where they are afraid to be themselves for wondering what other people may think of them or see. Mm -hmm. So I definitely uh, like that. Thank you. Okay. So I believe all leaders experience failure. I myself, I don't like to consider them failures. I like to consider them lessons, take more of an optimistic view. But sure, can you share your view on failure and what it means to you? I hear you on that that same point. I mean, failure is just, it, it becomes failure when you choose not to get up anymore. And And again, if you choose to see something like a learning opportunity, something that's happened that's not your desired outcome, it's up to you to decide whether it's a failure or whether it's a learning opportunity. So even that form of leadership of choosing to be optimistic or choosing to to see it differently is in and itself like a form of being a better leader or a stronger leader because you're choosing not to give up. Yes, yes. Thanks for that. And I like that, what you said. That's a a type of leadership to choose to look at something more optimistic than pessimistic, right? Because you're leading yourself and empowering yourself, right? To, like you said, not give up versus just being defeated, you know, which is a leadership too, you know, where you're just choosing to stay complacent and kind of not keep trying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Thanks. Okay. So, Char, can you share one time you failed as a leader and tell us what you learned from that experience that helped you to become a better leader? I feel like one time that I have failed as a leader, I mean, I, I can't even say that I ever have because. I'm doing something brand new. Like nobody has ever stepped in my own footsteps. Nobody has ever been in this place in time that I am at based on my experience. So I can't even say that I have ever failed. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> However, like I feel like this isn't something that's just me. It's like we're all doing something that either nobody else has done based on our own backgrounds or based on our work experience. And especially if it's something brand new, like, to say that you failed means that you're comparing it to something else and it truly doesn't exist. Okay. I like that viewpoint. I like that viewpoint. <laughs> I feel like I'm sounding all like existential and stuff, but it's really like if we just are nicer to ourselves, we're able to, to take that back, like take that comparison trap back, take away the power of the the shame spiral because we're thinking that we should be somewhere else or we should be doing something else. Like what about being like really okay with where we are now and being proud of it? Yes. I like that. Yeah. So saying, okay. So saying I am where I am and it is what it is. Thus I have never failed because I'm accepting my life as it is. Yeah. I mean, that's certainly true, but in the same breath, it's like, when again, it's coming down to comparison. When you're saying you're failed, it's it's really like you're doing a test. If you fail the test, okay, you could say you failed the test because it's a clear. There's a clear mark of demarcation, right? Like you either did or you didn't. The light switch is on or off, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're attempting to step into a new space, if you're doing something new that you've never done before, all it is is learning. Mm. Like like yeah. failure and and success doesn't even live there. Until you start taking markers of like, is it the money that you're you're putting yourself in, like, or saying that you're successful or non-successful about? Is it, you know, the number of followers you have on Instagram? Like, it's really all so subjective. Okay. I like that. Thanks for that perspective. Okay. Oh, you're welcome. All right. So, Cheryl, do you feel it's easier, harder, or requires the same effort to be a female leader in an entrepreneur ecosystem and why? I feel like it's different. And the reason that it's different is just society. And I mean, like I could even say as a woman myself, like we have these preconceived notions of who or what an entrepreneur is. And normally when you say entrepreneur, the stereotype is you're looking at a younger Caucasian male, right? So if you see me walking into a room and as an entrepreneur with this new product, X, Y, and Z, there's all these prejudices that you're like that people automatically come up with. There was this fast company article that um, I did a while back ago, and that was really cool. It was about me being the only black female at a pitch event, and it really goes into the subconscious biases that some people do have. Whether it's you're going to a networking event, whether it's you're asking for funding, whether it's you're reaching out for resources and asking for mentorship, people will treat you differently because of you being, again, a female and, I mean, depending on if you're of color as well, certainly. However, is that something that you're going to allow to hold you back? And, and that's where it really comes down to your own personal decision. 
Okay. I like that. Yes. And I like that your use of the term different, right? It's it's different. You're not going to say whether it's easier or harder. And it's up to whether you allow that to hold you back or push you forward. So thanks for that. That's a great perspective as well. Productivity is a hot topic right now, as it should be. Many people want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. As a successful leader, this is a must. Cheryl, do you have any productivity tips to share with our listeners? Definitely. I've got three top tips. The first one is ask for help. And I feel like this is the biggest sign of leadership because nobody gets to where they are by themselves. So whether it's you're outsourcing something, if you're just asking somebody to pick up your kids, something along those lines, like you need to make sure that you're putting your energy in the right place. And then uh, to go off of that, making sure that you are doing the things that only you can do. So if you have the ability to offload things as much and as quickly as you can, then you should, whether it's using a virtual assistant company like Tim Ferriss talks about a lot in like the five hour work week or sorry, the four hour work week, whether it's that you are outsourcing your social media and getting like somebody to support you and you're just being very clear on what the plan is or even financial support instead of carrying a burden all on your own, um, making sure that you have either a network of affiliates or evangelists or like being able to have your stuff in different locations or other people that are pitching for you as well. And then the third point is really to make sure that the things that you're doing, you're doing from a a place of alignment instead of just doing them to be busy. This is something that I've recently become really passionate about because I feel like, especially as an entrepreneur, there's this focus on you have to be busy and you know, hustle harder or like grind and like and sleep is for the week. But really, we're people, <laughs> we just need to sleep. And I'm sorry, I like sleep. I love napping. Naps are great. I also like sandwiches, but that's besides the point. But realistically, making sure that you're doing stuff not from a space of I have to do this, I have to get this done. If this doesn't happen, then bad things are going to happen. Versus this is really fun. This is going to be exciting. This is a great challenge because when you focus on those sort of feelings and doing those sort of things, that's the stuff that actually moves the needle and makes a huge difference in your company. Like you're not going to become a millionaire by focusing on your accounting. You have people to do that, but you become a millionaire by honing your skills and being like, I'm really good at speaking, or I'm really good at product development, or I'm really good at whatever it is that you're really, really good at and staying in that lane and playing in that lane. Okay. Thanks for that. I love that. And I love your, when you said, make sure you're putting your energy in the right place. And as well as the do things from a place of alignment. And, you know, I do agree that sleep is very necessary. You know, I actually at one point found myself in that place. I was trying to I threw out this ridiculous date of me finishing my book, you know? So then I got into a place where I'm like staying up night after night, like, like just pushing to finish this book to the point where I'm like, this isn't it. You know, this is not it. What race am I running? Who am I running the race against? Mm -hmm. You know, and this is like just taking away from the overall goal, you know, to actually enjoy the journey, you know, enjoy writing the book, you know, and put out something that I'm proud of. So I definitely understand exactly Mm -hmm. what you're saying. And I think it's great advice. 
Mm -hmm. And honestly, like, I'm really not the best person at being patient. (laughs) (laughs) And that's something that I'm really excited to, to step into is of being like really enjoying the journey. However, I, you have to think of it like baking cookies, right? If you put those cookies in at like 500 degrees, they're not going to cook better or they're not going to be better. They'll just burn quicker and you're not going to be satisfied with the result, right? So if it is that it needs to take this amount of time or, or whatever it needs in order to grow, in order to be authentic, in order to be as beautiful or as delicious or nutritious or whatever it is that it, it really, uh, the, the intended end result needs to be or that you want it to be, then who am I to say that, whatever lack that I'm feeling supersedes that need for having that thing grow the way it needs to. Yes, definitely. Thanks for that. Okay. So Cheryl, can you share an experience that blessed your leadership and tell us about the outcome or the takeaway that you learned? (laughs) Okay. So I'm a Pisces. I'm going to preface with that. So we like are very much like love and light. Like we always want to take care of people and we really love supporting people. So my experience has been one that's been over and over again that has popped up as being the difficulty I have with contracts. And to think about it, you're just all like, it's really not a big deal, but it really comes down to saying, like making an agreement with someone And I'm very much a person of my word. Like if I say that I'm going to do something, I will do everything that I can to do it. If not, then I will let you know ahead of time. However, there's been multiple instances of me getting into contacts with people and them just not holding up their end of the bargain. However, my feeling of, I guess, ickiness about creating a contract has been, you know, a space for me to learn. So that whole part of setting boundaries and being clear about my boundaries and reinforcing those things. And then even in that space, being very clear about reinforcing those things, that's really allowed me to step up in my leadership because not only do I feel really good about entering a new relationship with somebody, I also feel like it's allowed me to to trust more people more often because I, I understand that we're at the same place and I mean, it's business. It's not just friendship. Like we are both have like things on the line. There's value attached to things. So, so that's been my biggest opportunity and uh, something that I'm really thankful for. Okay. Thanks for that. Yes. And um, I think I heard just like just growing into the expectations of yourself as well as others and being more business savvy. Well, I feel like there's little business and there's big business, right? Yeah. If I want this to be a multi-million dollar business, which it has the potential to be, having me being able to be comfortable with saying like, hey, this is my boundary Mm -hmm. or hey, this is what I'm holding you accountable to. I have to be okay with that. And I'm really glad that there's been certain situations where... I've chosen not to, and then I have had that be the outcome. And so it's forced, not, it's allowed me to really firm up myself in that space of it, A, being okay for me to ask for this to be on paper and for me to choose into enforce it and enforcing it. But B, or sorry, B, C, D, one of these letters. <laughs> uh, 
it's also allowed me to like be prepared for when this business gets like as it grows having those conversations where there's even more money on the line where it can like be a really great thing or like potentially take me out of business if I'm not in the space to ask for what it is that I want. Okay. Thanks for that. I like that. Yes. And um, setting boundaries is of the utmost importance. And I do agree with you. We have to take our business seriously and ourselves seriously if we expect others to do the same. And that can feel a little strange, you know, when first stepping out and, you know, getting comfortable in doing so. So thanks Mm -hmm. for sharing. Okay. So Char, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and tell us how you've implemented it into your life? Ooh, the best advice that I've ever received is say yes and figure out how to do it afterwards. Because if an opportunity feels really good, but then you get caught up in, well, the how am I going to do this? Or like, how do I need to execute it? then it just doesn't actually happen. While if you say yes and you're like, cool, now I've decided that I'm going to make this happen, then the amount of people, places, and things that fall into place for you is astounding. So that's something that I was, that I choose to live by. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Say yes, then figure it out afterward. And yes, that can be very scary, right? A very scary place. But like you said, if you feel comfortable in doing it, you know, we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. you know, to press our limits and see exactly what we're made of. So thank you. Okay. So you made it to the finish line. How do you feel? That was it. Oh my gosh, I'm at the finish line. I feel really good and I'm uh, super excited. I'm I'm really thankful for to be here and this was really fun. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being our guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our listeners your contact information or mention any events, products, services, and or ventures they would benefit from knowing about? Oh my gosh, there's so many things. So if you decide to get a hold of me, you totally can. And I would invite you to. I love having conversations. If you have any questions, concerns, comments about please notes, or even just stuff that you're going through with your own journey. I mean, I love having conversations. So slide into my DMs. I'm on Instagram um, underneath please notes and Facebook is the giant P uh, that is me and shout me a hootie who. And then, you know, as a measure of thankfulness for being on this amazing podcast, I'd love to offer the listeners today a sweet little deal off of their please notes goodness if they decide that that's the next step that they want. And so with the code, she leads all one word, y'all will get 15% off your next purchase. Yay. And there's also some really, really cool free downloadables that you can access from my website with all these different activities. Uh, so feel free to go play there, experience the Please Notes magic and get some goodies for yourself. Okay. That is awesome. Yes, ladies. So be sure to our listeners, whether that's ladies or men, be sure to check out Please Notes and use that She Leads code for your 15% discount. Thank you, Cheryl. We appreciate your insight today. 
Oh, well, thank you again for having me on. And, and I look forward to playing with you again in like some other way. Like, I don't know, like you are amazing. I'm amazing. We just need to keep the amazing people together and just do magical stuff. Yes, I totally agree. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you, Cheryl. No, I definitely agree. We have to figure some type of something out. Yeah, because I do agree. You know, amazing. We need to stick together and, you know, continue to be amazing and continue to empower more amazing individuals, right? Like, make mm-hmm. it a, definitely an amazing movement. So, yes, let's definitely keep that. The, the wheels turning on how, how we can do something. Okay, for sure. I really enjoyed this interview with Cheryl, and I hope you did as well. I agree with Cheryl's suggestion to place boundaries and accountability around business operations and can understand the struggle that can come along with making and adhering to this decision. Determining business requirements is a tactic used to work smarter, not harder. Successful businesses have set boundaries and accountability methods in place to ensure business operations run smoothly. This clear establishment of operational procedures can help to mitigate the risk of ending up in unpleasant circumstances, as you can easily decide what works or does not work. Boundaries and accountability provide businesses with the uniformity needed to make the right decisions. I admire Cheryl's decision to move in alignment with her gifts and talents, discover her lane, and not rush her process. This is not an easy feat, especially in our current microwave society where instant gratification is not only desired, many times it is expected. As Cheryl stated, it is so important to be really okay with where you are now. When we move in alignment, we operate with ease as opposed to stress or force, which is ideal to handle the weight of life. Figuring out where you belong, exerting the least amount of energy or effort to get there, and respecting the pace required for the journey is essential. I can relate to Cheryl's bubbly and energetic personality, as I am the same. Cheryl and I met at a conference in California, and I noticed her energy immediately. Cheryl has a powerful presence. Some people are gifted with the ability to capture the attention of others. Cheryl has this gift. When I realized I was blessed with this gift, I can honestly say I was not comfortable with it and will often try to blend into the background. Yet when I didn't realize I had this gift, I operated in complete freedom. For me, it was one thing to be the center of attention and not realize it. It has been entirely different now that I am aware of this power. As Shaw mentioned, we need to notice where we are choosing to shrink. This is one of the areas I have recognized for myself, and I'm working to improve in my life. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. Shaw mentioned the importance of being nicer to ourselves. Being nice to ourselves can come in various shapes and forms, depending on our individual interests and needs, and should be done mentally, emotionally, and physically. As Charles mentioned, being nicer to ourselves takes away the power of the shame spiral. Understanding that it is okay to take time out for ourselves 
gives ourselves recognition, allows us to forgive ourselves, respect ourselves, and treat ourselves. I will make it my business to continue to be nice to myself on a consistent basis, as I know this is required for my success. A quote by Rebecca Lee reads, be kind to your body, gentle with your mind, and patient with your heart. Stay true to your spirit, cherish your soul, and never doubt yourself. You are still becoming, my love, and there is no one more deserving of the nurturing grace of your love. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. Are you struggling with your leadership effectiveness, personally or professionally? Could you use some help in attaining the goals you have set for yourself, your team, or your company? Do you know what it takes to hit the mark, but need some accountability to get there? My leadership challenge for you is to get out of your own way and reach out to Nicole Walker Network today. Nicole Walker Network is here to help you be successful. Email Nicole Walker Network at info at NicoleWalker.net to set up your personal consultation and continue on your path to greatness. You are already a great person. With Nicole Walker Network, you can become even better. Follow us on Facebook at She Leads Podcast and Nicole Walker Network. Follow us on Instagram at Nicole underscore Walker underscore Network. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this episode of She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment with Cheryl Sutherland. And check out the She Leads Podcast discussion group on Facebook to see what the hot topics are for this week and let us know your views and takeaways from this episode. Thanks, and until next time, be empowered and empower on.